Welcome to the sermons and teachings from the Catalyst Fellowship with Ipai Michael. We hope the message you're about to listen to will edify you and cause you to experience exponential growth. And now, the message. Alright, open your Bibles very quickly. Matthew chapter 28 and verse 18. Are you all there? Alright, let's read together. One, two, go. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Next verse. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Alright, so Jesus is speaking. He says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. He says, go ye therefore and do what? And make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Mark chapter 16 and verse 15. Mark chapter 16 and verse 15. Let's pay attention, everyone. Mark chapter 16 and verse 15. Are you all there? All right, let's read together. One, two, go. And he said to them, Go into all the world and what? Preach the gospel to every creature. Now, this is the great commission, what we like to call the great commission. And Matthew and Mark are documenting the same story. And we've told, I've told you many times that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are called what? The synoptic gospel. What does that mean? That they are part of what we call a synopsis. What does that mean? Different accounts of what? The same story. Does that make sense? So, this is Mark's account of the Great Commission. He says, that Jesus is speaking, he says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Go back to Mark's account. When you read the Great Commission, you must see it as the foundation of many of the things you see in the New Testament because this is where Christ commissioned them to go and to preach. To start the churches, everything you see Paul, Peter, and the other apostles doing, this is the foundational text for it. Even down to what is happening to us today, this is the foundation. Amen. Amen. Jesus says, go and make disciples. The Greek word used here, yeah, that's true. Obviously, people have been saying Greek word, Greek word, you don't know what is going on. Well, I use the Greek words to help you understand the actual meaning of the text. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Because the New Testament was written in what? In Greek. The Old Testament was written in what? Hebrew and Aramaic. And so it's been translated. Hallelujah. And so to help you understand many times, I give the original meaning. Now the word make disciples here, it's a word actually in the Greek. It is the word mathetio. I'm going to spell that for you. M-A-T-H Now I know a lot of you are not taking this. M A C-H-E-T-E-O. Did I say that again? M-A-T-H-E-T-E-O. Pronounce it. Mathetu. I don't know how to pronounce it. I just know the words. <laughs> Hallelujah. Alright, so. This text is setting the pace for everything we're going to do in church or that we should be doing in church. Jesus instructs them, go into all the world. Make disciples. And the word Matthew here, in the English, you read make disciples. But what he's saying there is to make students. Please, are you listening to me? To make what? Students. To make learners. To make students of the word. To make disciples. Literally, 
being a learner, being a true Christ follower. Who is a learner? Someone willing to be trained, to be developed in the truth of the word of God. Someone willing to be raised up. So he says, train students, make disciples. And so if Jesus is telling the apostles to make students out of men, it means that every believer has to be a student of the word of God. Please, are you listening to me? Does that make sense? He says that they should go and make students. He's not saying go just preach to them and don't let them go. No. He says make students. Listen, this is the principle of discipleship in the kingdom. This is the strategy God gave us for church. Some of you are like, why is it that when I come to Catholic church, it's always like a lecture. Well, Jesus said to make students. Are you listening to me? So, the church is your Bible school. Are you listening to me? It's a school. Even though it's a place of worship, it's a school. It's a school. You know, I've told you before, it was Papa Kennedy Hagen. How many of you know him? He said, if every local church is doing what they need to do, there will be no need for Bible school. Because your local church should be your school. All things theology. What is theology? The study of God. All things theology. All things that has to do with how to live your life in the faith. You learn where? In the church. The church is your preparatory place. It's the place of preparation. It's the place of equipping. It's the place you learn how to truly be a believer. The problem is that many of us were not taught. Are you listening to me? Many of us were not what? says you must be students. I told you this in camp meeting. I said a student, when he says you must be students, there are two things that connotes. Number one, you must be taught from scratch. Number two, you must be taught everything. What did I say? You must be taught from scratch and you must be what? Taught everything. Because Christianity is a taught thing. You didn't see Jesus communicate a teaching by laying on of hands. No. Christianity is what? A taught faith. You must be taught. That's why we say every spiritual meeting must constitute the teaching of the word of God. When you have a worship night, the word of God must be taught. Because people in that meeting don't even know how to worship unless they are taught. Please, are you, are you getting what I'm saying? You know, one time I went for a carol. I was invited to Babcock. I'd left school. So I went back. I was invited to come preach. And I was like, okay, so now I want to preach in the carol and I just have like maybe 10 minutes. What am I going to teach? You see the problem? The problem is this. When you go for carols many times, they don't have teaching. It's just about the singing. But the songs they sing will make you know that they need it. Mary is born, child Jesus Christ was born on Christmas Day. Well, was it born on Christmas Day? My point exactly. There are good Christmas carol songs. But many of the songs we sing are not even right. Some of you sing about Santa in the celebration of Jesus. Oh, how fun it is to ride in a one or so sleigh. Well, how is that about Jesus? It's fun to ride in a one horse open sleigh. Who is right? Did Jesus ride in a sleigh? So the donkey is the sleigh. <laughs> That's Santa. So in church now, you're singing. Because are you seeing what I'm saying? Every spiritual meeting must be characterized with the teaching of the word of God. Because for people to know what to even do, they must be taught. Are you seeing what I'm saying? A lot of you don't even know how to go to church. Let me address your issue. You are coming to church late. What you must learn about church is that you come and you start praying before service starts. Precious. <laughs> Please, are you listening to me? must be taught. So the reason why some of you think I'm not, next year, that's holding you. This year, I'll teach you. <laughs> I'll teach you. Next year, I'll tell you, this, this is not right. This is not church. 
Please, are you listening to me? So, this is why we have people who are praying who have not been taught how to pray or why they should pray. We have people fasting who have not been taught how to fast or why they should fast. We have people studying the word of God who have not been taught how to study the word of God or why they should study the word of God. We have people trying to hear God for themselves and have not been taught on how supernatural navigation works or how to hear from God. Must be taught everything. So what are the two points I said? Number one, you must be taught from what? Scratch. Number two, you must be what? Taught everything. There can be no assumption. What did I say? And this is the there's a kind of training that Jesus expects. This is it. You must listen. If you don't know something, it is better to ask, Pastor, how do we go about this? How do we go about this? Please, are we following? There can be no assumption. And you hear it time and time again that Christianity is a taught fit, which means if you want to truly grow, you must take up the attitude of a learner. You must be humble at heart, ready to receive. That's the disposition of the believer. Always ready to learn. What did I say? Always ready to learn. It's not that today now, when Babcock, I've given this example five million times. Tomorrow, affair, second semester, Bowen, third unilag, now come and write the exam in affair. Are you getting what I'm saying? Bill. That's what you must learn. What did I say? That is what you must learn. Pay attention. I want to show you a story. The story of Mary and Martha in the Bible. Luke chapter 10 and verse 38. Luke chapter 10 and verse 38. What we do in church is doctrination. Bring you into a culture, into a body of knowledge. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Into the way things must go. Are you in Luke chapter 10 verse 38? Alright, we're about to read together. Are you ready? Are you ready? Alright, let's read together. One, two, go. Now it happened, as they went, that he entered a certain village. And a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. Next verse. And she said, a sister Sorry, and she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was what? And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. Next verse. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. Next verse. But one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. Hallelujah. What is going on here? What Martha was doing, was it good or not? It's good. She was taking care of Jesus. She was trying to cook. Trying to do everything. It was good. What Mary was doing, was it good or not? It was better. Hi. Are you listening to me? It was better. Why was it better? Well, you might come and you, are, you know, want to set up, want to do everything. But what Jesus came for was to bring the word to them. Amen. Mary chose that and that was more important. Please, are you listening to me? That was more important. Now, bringing this to you, every other thing you're looking for in a Sunday service to dress this, to do this, to do that, the most important thing is for you to sit at the feet. Amen. That means to be a disciple, to be a learner. That's what is most important. Because there is something that needs to be communicated to you. You won't get it if you are bothered about every other thing. Please, are you listening to me? To sit at the feet is far better. 
say to sit at the feet. It's far better. Say to sit at the feet. It's far better. Mary had the attitude of a learner. What constitutes? There was a place of learning. Are you listening to me? It was a consistent training. There was a place of learning. It was a consistent training. Amen? There was a curriculum. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So the approach of now, you're everywhere, you're not following the curriculum. Is that right? Is that right? The idea of being everywhere, today I want to visit, tomorrow I want to, is it right? Why? Because in the church, there is a curriculum that's been taught. There's what you must know part time. Are you learning something? Are you learning something? So you must have the attitude of a learner. Why do I say always bring your notepad? Well, that's what learners must do. Why do I say always take notes? Well, that's what learners must do. Are you listening to me? A pen and a notepad holds more memory than the sharpest mind. There are some things that when you write, you will ne- if you need it, you can always refer to it. Are you getting what I'm saying? So this is very important. Very at the attitude of a learner. So when Jesus said to go into all the worlds and teach all nations, he wasn't talking about a one-time thing. He was talking about a consistent learning, a consistent indoctrination. And it starts in your local church. Feeding, learning every day, at every time. Being present for everything that has been carefully crafted for your growth. Being available. This is important. When you believe the gospel, you were not just saved, you became a learner became a student of the word. Amen. There would never be a time in your life that you don't need to be a student. Even I am a student of the word of God. Are you listening to me? There would never be a time in your life as a believer where you know you need to learn everything because the ways of the kingdom are far different from the ways of the world. You know why believers fail in relationships? They bring the things of the world to apply in Christian relations. You must be taught. Are you listening to me? You can't mix it. You need to learn new ways. Now that you are saved, there are new habits here. There are new ways we do things here. Some of you are used to early bed and all these things that I used to do when you are going for parties. Well, the church is different. There's a way we do things. Even down to worship. There's a way we do it. How many of you were like, what? Jumping anyhow when you saw us rejoicing the first time. All of you were used to rejoicing and jumping. Good. Good. <laughs> Amen? I'm sure someone can walk in here and say, ah, why well, that's how we do it here. That's the way we do things. In the so you must learn. You are in the school of the spirit forever. Hallelujah. This means you must assume a posture of an ever-learning believer. One thing I want from this church is for you to always be open to ask questions. Don't assume anything. Don't assume what? Don't what? Hallelujah. So Jesus says they should teach. Open your Bible, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. Are you all there? Give you a few minutes to open. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. Alright everyone, let's read together. One, two, go. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. And is what? For doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. It says all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. Meaning scripture is what? God breath. God gave us scriptures and he it says it's profitable. The word there is ophilimus. It means it's advantageous for the following reasons. From scripture we get number one. What does doctrine mean? What we believe and what we teach. Everything I'm going to teach you, I'm going to teach you from where? From scriptures. From the Bible. 
what you must believe must be gotten from where? Scripture. That's doctrine. Number two, for reproof. What does reproof mean? Evidence. So the evidence for why we believe what we believe must be gotten from where? Scripture. You see how you're a learner through the scriptures now. By the word of God, you are indoctrinated. By the word of God, you are giving evidence. What's the third one? Correction. From the word of God, I can correct you. I'm not going to say this. Even though I've mentioned it still. <laughs> correction. You are corrected by the word of God. So you must have a heart ready to be corrected. As long as it's from the word of God. Next one. Instruction in righteousness. Next verse. Let's read together. I want to go. That the man of God, who is the man of God? Who is the man of God? You're not sure? Who is the man of God? Who is the man of God? Who is the man of God? You. That the man of God may be complete and thoroughly equipped for every good work. So you must learn. Scripture will equip you, correct you, instruct you, furnish you for you to be complete for every good work. Hallelujah. And so when it comes to what I'm about to teach you today, it's important for you to be furnished. On, I don't know what day it was, I think it was last week or on Thursday, we spoke about how to prepare for a new year. It was last week, Sunday. I'm going to give you some more tips on something we call supernatural navigation. Because in the world, there's a different way people prepare for a new year. But in the church, there's a different way to prepare for a new year. Are you listening to me? There's a different way. You have had some of you 25 years gone past in your life where you just slept the next day and you woke up. Well, some of you spent it in party. Some of you spent it in different places. Listen, I'm not judging you. I'm just saying. It's just a normal day. It has always just been a normal day. The difference between the 31st of December and the 1st of January is just sleeping and opening your eye. Unless you learn a different way to go into the year. Are you listening to me? You've set New Year's resolution before. And maybe by February, end of January, that long month, resolutions are, well, can something be different? Because you've come in contact with the Catholic Church, your new year can be different and would be different. Say a big amen. Say a big amen. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 1, the Bible says, Now concerning spirituals, Brethren, I would not have you ignorant. In camp meeting, we spoke about pneumaticals, right? Concerning spirituals, you cannot be ignorant. There is a different way that you can go into 2024 than the ordinary. Listen, everything will continue to be normal unless you do something different about it. Life will be life unless you do something about it. The rivers will flow into the seas and will circle back unless something is done about it. Are you listening to me? No matter what you do, it will snow in Windsor. Unless something is done about it. Are, are you with me? Unless something supernatural happens. Everything in this life, it happens naturally. I'm trying to tell you there's no difference between December 31st and January 1st unless you do something about it. Just sleep and you wake up and you still be. Nothing changed. New year, new me. You are still you. Please, are you listening to me? We know those motivations, don't we? New year, new me. It's going to be different. If you could not be different November to December, why do you think you'd be different December to January? Well, unless you do something about it. And you can do something about it. 
He says concerning spiritual. I don't want you to be ignorant. We don't just live naturally. There is also a supernatural side to the things that we do in our lives. Amen. There is a way we can prepare. We don't just prepare naturally. We can also prepare because you are born of the spirit. You are spirit beings. You are believers. You can prepare different things. Are you following me? You can do what? Prepare differently. First Timothy chapter 1 and verse 18. First Timothy chapter 1 and verse 18. I have a lot to explain to you today. So I just want you to pay attention. Put your heart here. Alright. Are you ready to read? One, two, go. This charge I commit to you, son. Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may what? What is going on here? Timothy has something that Paul calls prophecies over him. Some of you know, your parents have told you, I don't know how many of you, that God told them who you were going to be before you were born. Who knows what I'm talking? Who can relate to what I'm saying? Your parents just, they just, don't be shy. If you can relate, raise up your hand. One. Okay. Good. Two. Good. Because it's possible for you to have prophecies over your head. It is possible. Very possible for God to speak. We serve a God who has a track record of saying what he wants to do before he does it. Are you with me? So there is something real that is called prophecy. Amen. Prophecies might have gone ahead before you. Almost like Samuel. His mother already told God that this one is yours. Hey, are you seeing what I'm saying? This one is yours. Something like that. And it can happen when we are transitioning as well into a new year. Paul is telling Timothy. He says, I commit to you according to the prophecies previously made concerning you. All those words you receive in camp, they are prophecies about you. Do you know how to handle them? Amen. And even if you've not, God is still to communicate prophecies to you about 20 or do you believe do you believe god has a track record of saying what he wants to do even before he does it he can guide you and he says so that by then you may war a good warfare there is a way you can war a good warfare in 2024 by prophecy by the guidance and the leading of the spirit by god giving you instructions and prophecies about what is going to happen do you believe you can know what is going to happen in the next five years of your life be ready for it. I don't think you believe. Do you believe? And this is important. You know, in music, there's something that is called a metronome. How many of you know what that is? A metronome. A metronome is a musical instrument that is used to keep tempo. If you've seen those images of oh, a wooden object that is on a table and it has a metal and it begins to go cup, 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 something like that. It is used to keep time. So when musicians are playing, sometimes they have, you see them with something in their, in their ear that is giving them a count, you know, so they don't go fast or they don't go slower than that count. A good way to understand it is a loop. You know what a loop is? It keeps going at the same tempo, the same, it, it's timing. In video editing, it's sort of like keeping a specific time, not falling slow, not falling faster, and repeating it that way. And I use the metronome to give you an analogy of something that can be possible in your life. You can be in step with God's plan for your life. You can be on count with God's plan for your life. You are not too fast. You are not too slow. You can be on, in step. 
Are you listening to what I'm saying? You can be in step. You are not too fast. You are not too slow. You are, you are the center of the center of God's plan for your life. It's possible. Are you following me? It is what? It is possible. A metronome keeps musicians in time, in tempo, in pace. At the spirit, you can be in time with God's plan for your life. Say a big amen. Say a big amen. To be at pinpoint accuracy. Knowing what to do. Knowing when to do it. Knowing who to do it with. You can. I, I, I know this far too well that I'm telling you. I know it far too well. This ministry is testament to that. I know what I'm saying too well. You can be at, at, at pace. Instead with God's plan for your life. And I don't want your 2024 to be any different. A lot of things that people suffer, they will not suffer if they knew this simple principle. You can be in step. I knew. I had said it. I had said it. More than four years ago, I said the age I was going to get married. Nothing was going to shift. Are you listening to me? Nothing. I feel like if I do a, if I do an analysis of my life, if I just think I'm a liar, because some things are unbelievable. Some things are unbelievable. They just don't make sense. But it is possible through supernatural navigation. Are you with me? I'm not telling you it's because of anything I can do. I'm telling you it's because of God and to the glory of God. Amen. It's possible to be in step. It's dangerous to be too fast. If you hit limelight when you are not ready, limelight will burn you. I, I listen to what I'm saying. To be in step. And if you are too slow, God has people who do what you are supposed to do. Are you listening to me? Be in step. It is possible. Very possible. I remember those years when we started. No one used to do flyer. <laughs> I kept myself for many, many, many years. Even when we started doing flyer, I don't speak face at first. It's myself. I'm still keeping myself. <laughs> I'm still what? Keeping myself. It is possible to be in step. Say it's possible to be in step. Hallelujah. You can be at the center of God's plan. Not everyone who prays for guidance wants it. Everyone say, oh God, lead me. God, I want to be led. But you have a path that God can touch and can lead and you have a path that God cannot touch. You know what I'm saying? That boy that you like. And you in your spirit, you are here. Ah, it's not time. But you've gone. Listen, what I'm saying is this. I use that analogy to show you that there are sensitive things in our lives that even though we said, we say, God lead me, we're not ready to be led. Are you listening to me? But God wants you to be at the center of, listen, if you don't get anything right, get timing right. I'm going to teach about this. Wisdom, time. I'm going to teach about this in Abuja camp. That's a few days from now, about six days from now. Glory! So make sure you stream. See, timing, get it right. Don't, ah, don't rush. Let God announce you at his time. Amen see me go and introduce myself to any pastor help our church no are you getting what i'm saying and are we where we are because of anybody because of god and we continue to push tomorrow he ah wow when did this guy rise mm. we have been doing our own and it's god that so listen I believe in god that he can lead you i'm telling you you can be led in step 
in step. No rushing. God will tell you this is what needs to be done at this time. This is what needs to be done and it will be done. The only people who can know the testimony of this in this ministry are people who have been with us for over four years now. Everything we've done, God has said. Everything we knew. I've mentioned it two times now. That there's a new work starting. This is all that will shock you. You know the funniest part is one of you that even prophesied it. Amen. And when it happens, we'll look back and see that God said, you can be in step. I have a uh, uh, part of my note here called Words 2023. Everything God is doing in my life and in our me, someone either told me by dream or gave me a word about it or I heard it in the place of prayer and it has happened. Are you listening to me? I'm not praising, I'm not a superhero. Listen, what I'm telling you is what's possible in your life. Amen? I'm not teaching you that is exclusive to me. I'm teaching you what is possible in your life. Are you learning something? Go to 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 1. How many of you believe what I'm, what I'm teaching you? Amen. Are you ready to read, everybody? You know, I did this teaching last year. Something similar. Change lives. I beg you, receive this with your heart. Receive this with your heart. 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 1. Let's read together. One, two, go. Then Elijah said, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus, ah, when the Lord speaks, be ready to receive it. Let's read together. I want to go. Tomorrow, about this time, a share of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel and two shares of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. Listen, what he was saying here was impossible in their time economically. The modern day equivalence of what he's saying is almost like saying, tomorrow, one naira will be one dollar. He said, Amen. I'm not, saying, I'm not prophesying it though. <laughs> I'm just giving you an example. How unbelievable does that sound? Extremely. That's what is going on here. Tomorrow about this time, a fine flour shall be sold for a shekel and two seers of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. Next verse. Let's read together. One, two, go. So an officer on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Look, if the Lord would make the windows, make windows in heaven, could this thing be? And he said, in fact, you shall see it with your own eye, but you shall not eat of it. Verse 3. Now, there were four leprous men. If they keep us alive, we shall live. If they kill us, we shall only die. Pause. What is going on here? Leprous men, they don't have food to eat. They are like, you know what? Let's go there, right? If they kill us, we die. Right? All right. Verse 5. Let's read together. One, two, go. Verse 6. For the Lord had caused the army of the Syrian to hear the noise of chariots and the noise of horses. What happened here? The leprous men got to... There was war, right? The leprous men get to the, got to the gate of where they were going and they didn't meet anybody there. And they were like, what happened? Well, the Bible gave you an explanation. The guys who were there, God caused them to hear an army marching towards them. So they ran away. Are you getting it? Now, verse 7. And fled at, twi- at twilight and left the camp intact. Their fence and horses, their donkeys, and they fled for their lives. Verse 8. And when these lepers came to the outskirts of the camp, they went into one tent and ate and drank and carried from it silver and gold and clothing and went and hid them. 
Then they came back and entered another tent and carried some from there also and went and hid it. Verse 9. Then they said to one another, We are not doing right. This is the day of good news and we remain silent. If we wait until morning, some punishment will come upon us. Now therefore, come, let us go and tell the king's household. Verse 10. Verse 11. And the gatekeepers called out and they told it to the king's household inside. So the king arose in the night and said to his servants, Let me now tell you what the Syrians have done to us. They know that what? Uh huh. To hide themselves in the field, saying, When they come out of the city, we will catch them alive and get into the city. Verse 13. And one of his servants answered and said, Please let several men take five of the remaining horses which are left in the city. Verse 14. Saying, Go and see. Verse 15. And they went after them to the Jordan. And indeed, all the road was full of garments and weapons. Verse 16. Now, let's read this with everything you have. One, two, go. So, a sail of fine flour was sold for a shekel and two sails of barley for a shekel according to what? So, one dollar became what? Please, are you getting the point? Because the word of the Lord said, it was so. God caused their enemies to hear an army marching towards them. And they ran away. And because of that, there was money flushed into their economy. And so, a seer of fine flour was sold for a shekel and two seer of barley for a shekel according to the word of the Lord. Listen. Don't take the word of, of the Lord for a joke. Receive it and believe it. Are you listening to me? Receive it and what? Believe it. Ah. For you who has struggled in 2023, 2024, it's going to be an, a, a year of establishment in the name of Jesus. Things get more settled for you in the name of Jesus. Walk in supernatural wisdom and supernatural favor in the mighty name of Jesus. And I see families of those who are sponsoring people here that the devil planned for them to struggle. The Lord will take care of them. In the mighty name of Jesus. Do you believe? That's what is going on. The word of the Lord says, and they believed. I'm telling you, let your ears be open as you end this year. Lord, what are you saying? For 2024, last year, Lord told Actually, two years ago, I was in meeting and the Lord clarified to me this time new city is opened up to you. Sometimes when I'm preaching I used to, to want to show you <laughs> but there's no way I can show you proof right now someone walked up to me and said man of God, Lord said to tell you a new city is opened up to you. Another one came and said it's a quick walk. It's going to happen with speed. Another person came and said when it is time to take flights. God would make everything available. In a different meeting, someone came to me and said, I saw the Catalyst community with wings. I saw the logo with wings taking flights. Three words, the same phrase, flight, flight, flight. I knew I was traveling. <laughs> Are you with me? I knew. Someone said that when it's time to take flight, God will make it easy. When my school fees was paid in full, I don't know how. I didn't even know it was paid in full. 
I get what I'm saying. It was easy, is what I'm saying. That same opportunity I took advantage of now. You send someone to me to take advantage of that same opportunity. I a credit check was never done on me. Nothing was done on me. And I got that huge sum of money. Now, people do credit in Nigeria credit check. People are doing credit check reports. It's so hard to get that same now. Are you listening to me? But the word of the Lord said it will be easy, and it was easy. That's what I'm telling you. It was easy. Are you listening to me? Some people might need to pay dues, but if the hand of the Lord is on you, you don't need to pay any. Are you listening to me? The Lord can take care of you. So, listen to what he is saying about your life. Don't, don't let things just move you to and fro. Don't move like the wind. Ah, where's the next best thing happening? You go there. Where's the fastest place to get the PR? You go there. Is, is God saying that you should be in that location? Amen? Hallelujah. Joshua chapter 21 verse 45. The Bible says, Not a word failed of all the good things which the Lord has spoken of the house of Israel. All came to pass. Is that your life? Say, not a word will fail of all that the Lord has said about Michael Ebiah It will all come to pass. Nothing will fall to the ground. If you don't know to put your name there, please put your name there. <laughs> Call my name. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you following me? Are you learning something? God has a track record of what he wants to do before he does it. All through scriptures, people were led by prophecy. Prophecy is so sure that even an evil king trusted prophecy to find Jesus. He said, where will the Messiah be born? They said, they said out of Bethlehem, they were quoting Micah. He said, you know what? These three wise men, go there and look for him. So, a pagan king trusts prophecy. You believer, you don't trust prophecy. Problem. Amen? Do you believe in prophecy? I hope you do. In Acts 21 verse 10, the Bible talks about Agabus. He came to Paul. The Bible says, and as we stayed many days, a certain prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. When he had come to us, he took Paul's belt and bound his hand and feet and said, Thus says the Holy Spirit, So shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him to the hands of the Gentiles. Did it happen to Paul? Did it happen to Paul? Yes! It happened to him. Trust prophecy. What did I say? You can trust prophecy. And you receive prophecy. Why? Do you have the Holy Ghost? Because you have what? The Holy Ghost. The Bible is replete with these ideas. You know what it means? Saul, whose you know whose other name is Paul. He was blind, and he knew Ananias, and him and Ananias had never met each other before. By what prophecy? God told him to go to the city called Straight, that he will find a man. So Ananias and Paul knew each other, even if they had never met each other. By what prophecy? Elizabeth met Mary. The baby in Elizabeth's womb leaped. Elizabeth prophesied. Ah! Mary did not tell Elizabeth she was pregnant. She said, what is this that the son of my Lord will come and visit me? She said, the son of my Lord. She knew he was carrying the Messiah. Uh, are you listening to me? A, 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 a boy with a great future, still in the womb. People were already announcing. A woman said she will not die until she carries the Messiah. They brought Jesus for naming ceremony. She carried him. And now I can rest in peace. Ah! You can be led by... Pro- nothing was going to help us. Nothing was going to make us doubt that Jesus was the Messiah. 
prophecy all around. It was prophesied where he would be born. It was prophesied almost every... Do you know that if you take all the prophecies about Jesus in the Old Testament, you can write the New Testament. Are you listening to me? That's how it was prophesied that he'll be sold for 12 pieces of silver. It was prophesied that he'll be killed on a cross even before the cross was invented as a method of killing. Are you listening to me? Almost everything about it was prophesied. It was prophesied. You can walk with prophecy. We are still in those days. Amen. It has not ended. I've seen it in my life. You can see it in yours. How many of you have seen a taste of it at least? You believe it's possible? And even if you don't, I want you to believe today that it's possible. God can lead you. Are you following me? God can what? He can lead you. And this is the true idea of supernatural navigation. That you can be led by the Spirit. Like a compass. You can be led. What some of us want to do is that, you know, God wants to, wants to take you on a journey. He wants to hold your hand and say, Precious, follow me. And some of you are like, It's bottle, dear. Bottle. Just now. Why are you taking me left? Why are you taking me right? But what God wants to do, He wants to say, Pelumi. He wants to say, Funke, come. Blindfolded. Just follow me. You don't need to know how. Just know that I've said I'm going to take you from point A to point B. You would arrive in point B. Are you listening to me? You would arrive in point B. And that's what matters. You have to trust God. Trust that idea of supernatural navigation. God can lead you every step of the way. Amen. Tell you four ways God wants to lead in 2024. Number one. He wants to lead you with regards to people. What did I say? He wants to lead you with regards to what? People. You can know the right types of people to relate with. What you call networking can happen spiritually too. Amen. By supernatural navigation. Uh, <laughs> I know this far too well. Oh. Are you listening to me? I, My greatest benefactor in this country, I did not know the person before I came here. On my flight to come here, I did not know the person. Are you listening to me? God can lead you with regards to people. The right types of people, He can lead you. Are you listening to me? I'm telling you something. He can tell you where to let your guard down. He can tell you where to keep your guards up. He can lead you. Lead you. Are you listening to me? You can meet someone and God will just say, that one, don't let him go. Be close to that person. And if you play with leadings like that, you will suffer where you need to where you need to soar. Are you listening to me? You will crawl where you need to be flying. People, God can just say, you see that person. Even I have such plans. Once I'm back, I have such plans. There are some people you just need to go and buy a gift and give them. Just develop that relationship. Are you following what I'm saying? Both supernatural relationship and natural. God can lead you. That friend, walk with him. That person, don't, don't walk with him. God can lead you. He can. The story of David and Jonathan comes to mind. Oh my God, what a friendship. What a friendship. Jonathan honored him so much. Saul wanted to kill David. Jonathan spoke well. 
about David in front of Saul. He now is going to tell David, he said, ah, my father is going, he's planning to kill you. There are people that friendship with them will avert poverty in your life. Are you listening to what I'm saying? There are people that friendship with them will cause things to go the right way for you. There are people that friendship with them will grow you spiritually. You would receive a leap, exponential growth. All the things you struggled for will come easy just because of certain people. God blesses men with men. Are you listening to me? God does what? He blesses men with men. It is important. What I'm teaching you. Ah, it's important. Very, very important. God led Paul to Ananias. Not a blindness. <laughs> Are you with me? He led him. God can lead you with respect to people. Cornelius knew who to meet. And that was how his whole family was saved. He can lead you. He can give you blueprints of what he wants you to do. He can give you. He can tell you the people you meet from now to now to now, close to them. Be intentional with them. He can tell you. He can say, see that man now that is your professor. Do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. Do it. Do it. Amen. Some of you, to follow the leading of God, you need to leave all those things you call temperament. I am shy. I cannot and I don't know where you saw those things from, but well, glory to God. Just say ah, to that person. To that person. Ask this question. Develop that relationship. Some, some of you, what you might need to do, just need to tell the person, can we just grab coffee? Sorry. Just go. Just go for coffee. Talk with the person. Just by the leading of the Spirit. You just know that, ah, even though I don't like waking up early, see this one. I'm going to go out. Amen. You know that's how I met style. <laughs> I don't know why he's laughing. I had clothes from work. You know what? That stream we had, you know, Tayo helped. Thank you so much, Tayo. You know, so, and thank you, precious person. Like, okay, you don't thank me now, Pastor Avi. <laughs> I had clothes from work. I just wanted to be. I want to go home. I've not eaten. And we're fasting that period. You know that long fast we had? So they touch go with him. You know the funniest thing? We didn't even talk about church. It was just at the end we were leaving. I don't even know how it got connected to what. Just said, ah, Natalie's church. I can't remember what I said. I think he asked because my boss had it as a pastor. He asked what church. I said, I said, ah, that somebody in his store had even invited him here before. I hear what I'm saying. So, supernatural, I did not know. I did not know him. He didn't know me. The end of the conversation, he said, ah, I want to save God with my talent. I said, ah, catalyst, we are looking for <laughs> We have camp meeting. <laughs> we have camp meeting. So, we were preparing for a camp. The people that were supposed to borrow us camera, some were failing. Only Precious was going to handle many of the things. And just how many weeks before, how many days before, I met someone who, and he's very good at his job. I you see what I'm saying? And was willing. So, it's possible. <laughs> this is a very clear example, right? If I was making it over here, God can lead you with respect to people. I told him, I said, Our church, if you want to grow, come. If it's every other thing, I don't know. <laughs> but growth, we grow. Please, are you following me? Number two, timing. What's number two? Timing. Bible tells us about Paul and Barnabas. They prayed and they fasted. 
and God said, separate unto me Paul and Barnabas for the work that I've called them. There are things that the Lord has called you for that must be done at the right time. You can know when is the right time. Some of you will just start refilling burdens. I want to write more. I want to, I want to read a podcast. I, I want to put out, I want to put out this. I want to put out an ebook. I want to do this. The Lord might lead you through that. But you need to pay attention. Timing. Timing. It's important. Timing. Ah, important. Both chronos and kairos. What do I mean? Both chronological time, which is every day, and opportune time. It's important. Have you ever that example also passes for timing? You just get a nod. You say, Let me go out today. And on your way, you just meet someone, an unusual friend. An unusual, you just meet timing. You're not supposed to meet the person, but what are the odds that you missed your flight? And the next flight they put you on, you meet the person who will be the biggest influence in your life. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Timing. That's opportune time. But how about chronological time? That while you're waiting for opportune moments, you are doing the hard work and everything you need to do every day to succeed. God can lead you. You might be tired and he says, keep pushing. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. And someone sees you one day. Like, oh, but you work so hard. What else can you do? Are you listening to me? The internship I did, 70% of my class did not get it. You know how I got it? By ironing. Cut. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. I was ironing for somebody. That job felt to me, but I never felt like that. I kept on ironing. Ironing. From ironing, myself and man, we having conversation. So he knew I could do more than definitely knew I could do more than ironing. <laughs> but then he saw that I had something he needed. A chance. I mean, both hard work and opportune, both kairos and chronos timing ah, it's important sometimes it might be right but it might not be the right time <laughs> are you listening to me so time don't rush I hope everything I'm teaching changes 2024 for you I believe it would Is so important. So important. Some of you need to, to own some graces. Cook. Continue to cook. <laughs> Continue cooking. Because if you get that big opportunity now, can you sustain it? Amen. Before you use company money now to buy something, five million. <laughs> I'm joking. I get what I'm saying. So, continue to those graces cook strengthen yourself don't take the things that are not going well in your life as always bad things sometimes take it as an opportunity to grow to build there are some storms that when you weather they will never affect you again the next time it comes or if it ever comes you will know how to avert it sometimes eh some of you always think that you are, every mountain will be moved. Sometimes you need to cross that mountain. It's not going to be moved. Amen. When you cross that mountain, it becomes something you've overcome. It never becomes a mountain in front of you again. Because you know the ways. 
Are you listening to me? You know the ways. Don't always take every hard thing something that puts you down. No, some things will make you better. Joseph said, you, you thought you, you did it for evil. God meant it for good. All those things he went through. He said, you, you thought it for evil. God meant it for good. The suffering he went through was what saved his family in famine. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So there are two ways you can take it. What a, what a useless family. See what you did to me. But then he called them back. And then he see through the lens of God. That rather than being angry of this, at this family, I see what God is doing. They meant it for evil. God meant it for their salvation. Are you listening to me? God meant it for what? For their salvation. It might be selfish, but I see God's plan and I see that he meant it for their salvation. And I'm okay with that. So I'm not going to stop them from being saved. I'm going to give them timing. It's important. For three places. What did I say? See, and this is very sensitive with respect to Jack Don't say, ah, God led me to Canada tomorrow. You have admission. Ireland, you paid all your school. Ah, bro. Oh, God led me to UK next week. Bro, what are you doing in Australia? <laughs> I don't know what they are looking for in that place, but it's well. Everybody just go Europe. <laughs> as long as you're out of Nigeria. Am I breaking tables? Sorry. Okay, arrange the table. <laughs> Amen. Am I speaking the truth? Amen. Now you are in Germany. You have to do two years course in the language before you start your undergrad. <laughs> Please, are you getting what I'm saying? So now, what's God's plan for you, dear? <laughs> and maybe we, we serve a God who knows how to reconfigure people, meaning that even when you are out of his plan, can turn that into something good. Are you seeing what I'm saying? But you don't have to suffer. You, you don't have to be outside God's plan. You can be in step. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying this to shed people who are traveling. I'm saying this to say relocation can be natural and normal. You don't necessarily need to hear any supernatural thing to relocate. But a man of the spirit wants to know how that affects God's plan for his life. A simple question is, what's your purpose? Have you, have you asked, have you discovered purpose? Have you discovered your identity? Who are you? Where are you from? Where are you going? What can you do? Five questions the late Miles Monroe would ask. The purpose of destiny, purpose of identity, purpose of origin, the question of origin rather. When you discover those things, you, can, you will not just travel anywhere. Amen? As a believer, when you know what your purpose is, everything you do is in line. Even the person you marry. Why are you marrying? Six packs, chest, great. What more do you bring to the table? I get what I'm saying. What is it? Fine face. What else? Is fine face going to raise kids? Are you see what I'm saying? They will be fine, but having fine kids without a present husband is that a good trade-off? It's never. It's a terrible trade-off. Listen, what I'm what I'm saying is very serious. Very serious, because this is why we we now have kids that were not well trained. Exactly. No present father in their life. Now they think every man is a scum. Why? Because, well, you grew up seeing one who was. And now that's caused another person problem for the next person that will date her. You see the ripple effect? It, it, it's a terrible thing. And we need to break, we, we need to break certain cycles. We need to. So, I, I, I believe it's, it's important. Places. Where, where is God asking me to be? Okay, even if you don't answer this, but what is God's purpose for my life? How does this thing Match it. 
Ow. Ow. People that are <laughs> suffering now just want to leave Nigeria. Okay, you left. Maybe if you had stayed two more years in Nigeria, you'd have made it now. One place that you Amen. God can lead you with respect to place. Where to where to go? What to do? In Acts chapter 16 and verse 6, the Bible says, Now when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. Meaning, it's not always that you should go somewhere. God can stop you from going somewhere. Wow. They were forbidden by the Holy Ghost to preach where? In Asia. But when it was time, verse 8, verse 7, after they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. Next verse. So passing by Mysia, they came down to trials. Next verse. And a vision appeared, and a man, a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. This was how the church in Philippi was born. If they had disobeyed and they had gone to the places the Holy Spirit did not say they should, the Holy Spirit said they should not go. Well, there'll be no book of Philippians today. Because are you seeing what I'm saying? Places. Some of you only hear go, no stop. You don't hear stop. All you hear is do. How about stay, stop? Why are you doing that? We've never heard that God says you should not do something, but it's always God says you do. How about stop? You must be able to have that, you know, restraint. It's almost like dogs that don't have recall. How many of you like dogs here? Have you seen dogs that are bad? The owner cannot, you have seen two dogs are almost killing themselves. No recall. Why are you not train your dog? Stop! Let the dog stop. Almost until he killed the other dog. It's in Canada that I've seen dog walking people and not been walking dog. <laughs> Nigeria, you pass me. <laughs> Just give me up and down. No. What I'm saying is this. There must be some restraints by the Holy Ghost. Where are you, where are you going? Where we, is it anywhere now? Amen. They are making money in Iraq. Right? Are you listening to me? This is important. What did I say? Everything I've taught you. Now round up with this. Everything I've taught you is three, actually. <laughs> Sorry. I think I told you I always do that. I'll just say four, and then I, I, I've not listed the things in my head. <laughs> Sometimes I'll say two, and I'll say three. Anyway. Um, I'll round up with everything I've said. Not dependent on only your ability to hear God, but it also hinges on God's ability to speak to you. You serve a God who caused a bush to be on fire and it was not born just to get Moses' attention. You serve a God who spoke to Pharaoh, who was, a, who was a pagan king. Are you with me? He spoke to Pharaoh. Pharaoh was a pagan king. So your God has spoken to pagans. He has spoken to sinners. You believe I you not think he will not talk to you. No. God is willing to communicate with you. Are you listening to me? So this is not far from you. It's not far from you. He's willing to communicate to you despite your shortcomings. Are you following me? God spoke to sinners. He spoke to doubtful people. He spoke to pagan king. He spoke to unbelievers. God can speak to you. I'm going to pray this prayer. Lord, as I prepare for this name, lead me with respect to every part of my life. That I may know places. I may, have, I may know time. I may know seasons. Give me the blueprint of how to live my life in 2024. This year, by the Spirit, will be different. Begin to pray wherever you are.